Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Back Porch Writer Podcast. The show for writers, about writers, and writing. It's live, fun, and informative. Each week, I chat with writers, editors, and industry pros to give you and me a heads up about this whole new awesome publishing world. Back Porch Writer is about creating the life that you want through writing and publishing. Are you ready to tap submit? Let's explore the possibilities together. Welcome to Back Porch Writer. Welcome to Back Porch Writer, the show for writers, about writers, and writing. I'm your host, Corey Miller, and today is August 30th, 2016. And first, I have to give a shout-out to my baby girl, who is nine years old today. Um, our son turned 12 on Friday. Yes, they're very close. <laughs> it's like three years and four days apart, something like that, if I'm doing my math correctly in my head. I am math-challenged, but I'm getting much better at math. I've been using Khan Academy to improve my math skills. I spent the summer spending time doing that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm realizing what I actually missed when I was in grade school <laughs> when they said, I don't get it. Well, now I kind of understand. So that's cool. Go, go check out Khan Academy. If you've never done it, there's a whole lot of courses over there, and they're all free. So you can learn all kinds of cool stuff, including coding, if you're into coding, or there's a whole science section, a variety of different science topics. So it's, it's very cool. Go check it out. You don't have to go there just for math. They have other things, I promise you. So, yeah, shout out to my baby girl because today is her ninth birthday, and we've got some fun stuff planned. Both of them wanted me to make fettuccine Alfredo, which I did on Friday, and I usually only make it once a year. And my baby girl was like, oh, can't you just make it twice, just this once, make it twice, once on his and once on mine? And I caved. I'll admit it, I caved. So I made it Friday, and I'm going to make it again today. And there's so much alike. So <laughs> the thing that's changing is the vegetable. And that's the only thing I think is, that's changing about the meal from Friday to today. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But anyway, so this fettuccine Alfredo that I make is this full fat, not good for you, yummy goodness. And it's a recipe from the Italian Heritage Cookbook out of Omaha, Nebraska. It is a phenomenal recipe. Really super simple. I mean, it, it's straightforward. But great recipe and just to die for. It's one of those things you have to eat it that night. It's not going to last the next day. It's not going to be the same at all the next day. Everything separates and all that. But the night you make it, it is an amazing dish. I would recommend if you make it, make it early so that you have time to, I don't know, walk it off a little bit. <laughs> that's my suggestion. <laughs> so that's what's going on with me and my world. It was raining last night. It's not raining right now. It's a little wet, but it's cool outside, which is nice. And it may rain a little bit throughout the day, but this is a nice day. I'm really, it's not hot. I, I'm totally enjoying this so far. So that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. I hope everything's going on really well in your area of the world, wherever you happen to be. A couple of announcements. My friend Hardy LaBelle, 
who I host the Indie Author Hour with, has a, a class, that an e-class that he's going to be launching. And pretty soon he'll have some webinars available. And it's called the Video Game Career Academy. So it's videogamecareer.academy. Look for that. I'll be talking about it in the coming weeks so that you can learn more about it. So if you're into video games, you want to know about game design, this is the guy you need to have a chat with. Uh, Hardy LaBelle, you, he has a Wikipedia page. Go look him up. You'll find out that he's, he really is the bomb. He, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to video game design. And he and I will be doing Indie Author Hour again at some point. You know, Blab is changing their platform a little bit, their direction, and so we aren't going to be doing it over there anymore. So we're trying to decide how we'll do it. We may do it on Blog Talk. We might do it outside of Blog Talk. We haven't decided yet. But we chatted last night just a little bit about what we want to do. And what we do know is that we want to do Indie Author Hour again. So we're not going to let it just slip away. We'll get back to it. But right now, he is very busy with getting his e-class ready and launched in the webinars. And I, of course, started graduate school. So I'm thrilled. It is so much fun. I'm absolutely loving it. So I'm studying educational psychology. I've got a couple specializations in mind. One of them is um, I was going to do applied behavioral analysis, and I changed my mind about that for a variety of reasons. But now it's going to be uh, positive psychology will be one of the things I pursue as a specialization. And then I'm debating between gifted and talented or human development, or if I can come up with something else, maybe I will. <laughs> I'm going through BSU, um, Ball State University out of Indiana, so this is really cool. It's been an absolute ball. I started last week. It's been so much fun, and I'm looking forward to all of the other things I'm going to be learning and all the people I'm going to be learning from uh, in the, the whole semester. So I highly recommend this. Go back to school when you're in your 40s. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's totally different from when you go and you're younger. I have to say, I'm enjoying it a lot more. Uh, without further ado, I really should bring on our guest. Now, he's a, re a returning guest, Matthew Peters. He was on the show. I can't remember exactly when. He might remember. But when he was on before, we were talking about um, his other work. And today we're going to be talking in more detail about his book, The Brothers Keepers, which I was really intrigued by last time he was on the show. And so now I'm get to hear more about it and hear about his marketing and everything that he has going on. So, Matthew, welcome back to Back Porch Rider. How are you? Oh, thank you so much, Corey. I'm doing really well. How about yourself? No, it's awesome. Everything is awesome. This is like Lego, you know. Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lego I'll movie. You, Come on, now. A Lego movie. I missed that one, I guess. <laughs> I wanted to uh, Every, wish your daughter a happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And congratulations. I am. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm only five feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, too, on your going back to graduate school. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I, yeah. I just, I'm thrilled. It's so much fun. You know, doing it later in oh, life is, is a lot more fun. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying so, it. Good for you. Enough about me, though. We need to talk about your book and what you've been doing since the last time you were on the program. So it's The Brothers Keepers, a Nicholas Branson novel, book one, which obviously means there's going to be a book two. That is correct. <laughs> this is book one, because <laughs> you're doing a series, you know. So tell everybody about the book. What's the basic Okay, story? the basic storyline is it all starts off with the murder of a United States senator in a church confessional. Um, and... A Jesuit religious historian is brought into the case uh, once a strange religious document is found in the murdered senator's possession. Um, 
the Jesuit's name is Nicholas Branson, and he's the protagonist. He's brought onto the case by his best friend who happens to work for the FBI. Um, well, uh, to solve the case actually leads him on to a quest for an 800-year-old 800, an 800 treasure, uh, which could shake the foundations of the Judeo-Christian world. So he goes on a travel uh, a worldwide uh, excursion to sort of locate this treasure, and he is helped uh, by an able-bodied assistant who is actually a Cathar, uh, and her name is Jessica Jones. So that's the, that's the basis of the book. She's a Cathar. She's a member of a of um, a sect of of uh, Christianity that was actually tried to be extinguished by the Church um, in the 13th century. So she's a, a member of this uh, sort of sect that still that's still hanging on after all this time. Wow, is that real? I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> the Cathars are real. Yes, they are. Um, and you didn't make that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually didn't. Um, it, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of research involved in the book. Uh, but uh, yes, they were actually the only um, group that was that the the Catholic Church launched a crusade against who were Christians. Um, and this took place in the early part of the 13th century, so they were uh, pretty much rooted out and destroyed. Um, and there were some left after that, but you know, pretty much they were um, they were they were extinguished, uh, you know, by the by the crusade. Why? They Why? held very. What were they different, doing wrong? They, they, <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. They <laughs> held very different beliefs from the Catholic Church. They believed that the Church had become. Uh, too worldly, too materialistic, um, too wealthy, and that they had lost sight of um, Jesus's message. Really, um, oh wow! And they, uh, yeah, yeah, um, and they were they were getting quite powerful. This was primarily in the southern region of France, in the Pyrenees, uh, or the Languedoc region in southern France. And um, the the Pope at the time initiated a crusade against them. They held different views from the Church. They didn't believe in any of the sacraments um, that the Church offered. Um, and essentially, they, they believed that the world and all of material matter was created by Satan. Um, so yeah. this led them to reject, you know, everything worldly and materialistic. And that's one of the reasons why they were persecuted. Hmm. You know, I have to say, in, in my traveling, one of the most – I've been to a lot of beautiful churches where people would you – know, mm -hmm. yes, they're amazing churches. But I would say that one of the most beautiful churches I went into was one in um, North Dakota, Osaka. I was on my way to Colorado, and mm. we stopped in this church, and it was this tiny, tiny church. I mean, just super small, like a little house-type, shotgun house-type yeah. thing. It was small and not adorned with – all the stained glass and, and all the things you typically would see in a church. But that was probably the most beautiful church I've been in. And I've been in churches all over the world, <laughs> wow. you know, like France and Italy and, and just amazing places. And they are, they're pretty. <laughs> but this one, there was something about the simplicity of it that made it more beautiful than all of the other ones um, around. And it's interesting. I, w I wonder what Pope Francis would think of that particular group now, because he seems awfully liberal for a pope, <laughs> you know? <laughs> He really does. I've often wondered that myself, actually. <laughs> so, 
what is your background? Because I know you've got your you know, AA, BA, MA, PhD. What the heck did you study? <laughs> okay. Um, I majored in uh, political science, uh, actually starting in college, and got a master's and a PhD in the field um, subsequent to that. Um, and I taught for a few years in various disciplines, um, political science, history, sociology, uh, markets and management, uh, and uh, stuff like that. So I've sort of had a, a chance to uh, explore a few different fields, and I've been politically oriented for quite some time, at least in terms of my studies, um, and the the religion or the the Christianity or Catholic component is is something that's uh, just also really appealed to me uh, over the course of my life. Mm-hmm. So how much time did you spend researching for this? Because it seems like there had to have been a lot of research involved with this particular book. So how much time did you spend doing that? I spent over a year full-time um, doing the research. And that was before I actually started writing um, I, you know, I tried to to research um, as many of the angles and as many of the issues as I could prior to actually beginning writing. Um, so that took me probably between, I'd say, twelve and fourteen months. Hmm. And so, did you get to go anywhere really interesting in your research, or did you have to do it all on the internet? <laughs> That's a great question. Unfortunately, uh, I'm sort of an armchair traveler. Um, I have not gotten to visit these places, um, which is something I, oh, God, I definitely want to do it so badly. Um, It's such a bummer. It is. It is, because the book, um, you know, uh, takes place in in Washington, D.C., in Rome, in southern France, uh, in -hmm. Bulgaria, uh, in Armenia and Af- oh yeah, Afghanistan. I mean, it's, it takes place really uh, just a load of different countries across the world. Um, so I had to do I had to do lots and lots of research. So um, that kept me busy. But uh, Google Maps is a is a friend of mine, or Google Earth, I should say. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But you know, I've I've been fortunate enough to travel to a few of the places that you mentioned. But it's been a really long time since I've been able mm-hmm. to do that. Uh, but man, you know that's got to be some. That's part of research. That's a writer. You, that's a write-off. You should do it. <laughs> I should. I, I definitely should, and I hope too soon. Really. <laughs> Get that passport and go. <laughs> so how? Well, that's my my motto. Have passport, we'll travel. Just gotta go. Just gotta go. You know. Mm. I'm getting to the point. I used to travel for a living, and for a while, I got you know I got really tired of it, and so I grounded myself. I. I stayed so I didn't uh, travel as much and didn't fly and, and all of that and now I'm getting in the last couple of years it's been hmm where can we go where can we move to what do we want to do <laughs> it's coming back I've been getting that itch yeah, been getting that itch gotta go gotta go and it's, it's unsettling the children you know they're like no we're not moving to England why it'd be fun you know <laughs> I'm like okay I'll wait I'll wait <laughs> so yes that's uh, the itch that I'm getting right now is to travel a bit more, but um, you, I, yeah, you definitely need to do it. Now, when it comes to the writing and the publishing and all of that, you know, after all that's done, and we all know that's a you know, big challenge, you know, marketing comes in. So what have you been doing to market your work? 
Well, um, at this point, I, I will say that in, in the past, I've tried um, many different approaches, uh, including everything from Facebook advertising uh, to um, book, you know, blog tours, um, you know, on, on uh, various websites where people review books, um, to hiring a publicist, uh, a local publicist, um, not for this particular work, but in the past. And I, I'll, I'm sorry to say that really none of those uh, were very effective, uh, in my experience mm. at least. Um, I did some, um, you know, like actual um, presentations at some bookstores and stuff like that in the area, and those were fun. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really sort of hard to uh, say, you know, this definitely works or that definitely works. Um, I have done a lot of research into this, and what I have heard that uh, is, has been effective for a lot of people, at least in the past, is BookBub, um, advertising mm -hmm. on that. And that, of course, is you know, expensive. It will set you back several hundred dollars. Um, but from what I hear, uh, that's, you know, that's one of the most effective means of uh, marketing, especially if you write thrillers mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. eager to try that actually, um, and you know I'll let you let you know how that goes. You actually have to be accepted by them um, right. before you before you can advertise. So it's a process. Yeah, it is a process, and it and as you said, it can be very expensive, but if done correctly, can really really help an author. I would love to have you come back after you because you're so detailed in terms of what you do. I'd love to have you come back and. and Tell everybody what the process was from beginning to end um, for you to do your BookBub ad once you get accepted to that, you know, and, and go through it. I would love to hear about that story. So definitely oh, let I'd me know to. what happens because it's it's sort of this mystery realm out there for some reason. And I've heard lots of other people talk about it, but I just sort of feel like sometimes I'm missing a few steps of how it all works. And so it'd be nice to have somebody detailed. <laughs> explain the exact steps of what they did. Absolutely. You know, kids, I would enjoy that very much. <laughs> Don't leave anything out. <laughs> you know, you, know, you, no you brought up, uh, well, you know, it goes back to my math thing. I said at the beginning, math is, is my weakness. And part of it is because I knew things were being left out. So the teachers would do whatever they're doing with their math, and I'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? And the reason I now know things were left out is because the way they teach math now is a very step-by-step -step process, and they mm. don't leave anything out. And that's what a lot of um, people my age are complaining about with their kids and trying to help their kids with math, because, of course, they were taught all the shortcuts and just know how to do it. And I'm going, I don't I didn't know how to do it. Right. So this is helpful. <laughs> you know, oh, well, yeah. They're all glad so, yeah. yes, we don't want anything missing in the, in the detail of that. So you mentioned Facebook ads. I've done a little bit with uh, Facebook ads, and you, you mentioned you didn't feel like it was as effective. Why, did you, why do you think it wasn't that effective? Um, well, what Facebook does allow you to do, at least in terms of when you post ads, is you know, keep a pretty accurate track of how many clicks and responses um, that you get. Um, and they're just really... You know, it didn't seem to be that effective. Of course, I, I I should say off the bat that I did not spend you know an exorbitant amount of money at all, um, and so my uh, you know my 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 outflow was limited. But the couple of times that I have tried it, I didn't notice too many click-throughs and sales. Um, mm -hmm. 
I also used to advertise extensively in sort of like the free Facebook groups, you know, like the book groups that are sort of devoted to that sort of thing. Um, and there are yeah. so many on Facebook. Right. Um, I actually used, I used to do that almost you know almost daily, but I I haven't I haven't done that either. Um, I I may do some of that, but I think still the best the best way is you know word of mouth and also um, create some local interest because I plan to do uh, some book bookstores in the area um, with this book now that it's out. Um, and also you know the, all the the regular sites. I mean Twitter and. Um, whatnot, and mm-hmm. also um, to try this, to try the BookBub thing. So mm-hmm. that's sort of my main strategy. Yeah, at point. yeah I'm kind of with you. I I know that um, for me, what's been working in terms of keeping my either my name or my books out there in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. I actually posted some things over on Reader's Gazette. Shout out to Reader's Gazette. Thank you guys for all the support. They, they've been awesome Thanks. because over there people start retweeting about your books. And so I've got a whole slew of people who just, you know, they'll retweet my stuff. And what this does is keeps my, whichever book it is, keeps it in the, up in the rank over on Amazon. And I'm oh, like, oh terrific. my gosh, you know. So between that and I still love Bublish. Bublish is still really cool and I like doing it. I've been a little bit behind on doing my Bublishes, my bubbles on Bublish, but I love Bublish as a platform. But I, I tend to do the things that are going to keep my, my books, my name, you know, top of mind or, or near for people, and yeah. and I tend to focus on like Twitter and and uh, publish for that, and then my podcasting. But the the Facebook ads, I when I finally figured out how to do those, because <laughs> mm-hmm. that took a little doing. But when I finally figured it out, I'm like you. I didn't see a ton of, and I was just trying to get mailing list up. You know, I was just doing click throughs the mail list. I wasn't even trying to sell. And that mm-hmm. it wasn't effective for me there either. And I, you know, maybe I didn't have the right ad. I, I thought I was really, I was getting down to the right combination of stuff for my ad, and it still wasn't working for me. Um, so I just stopped spending money there. <laughs> and same I wasn't here. saying a lot yeah, either, like you. I wasn't saying a lot. Um, but you don't really have to. I mean, I have like the guy Hardy Labelle that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. He had great luck with what he did, and his list went up over a thousand. And he started wow. at zero or close to zero like I did. Um, and so, and he was doing a nonfiction book series. But, yeah, he just he got that and understood it, and, and it worked for him right off the bat. And he was helping me tweak mine. And I got, you know, I got click-throughs, but I really wasn't getting my list built very well with it. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just said, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to focus on some other things. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I did. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and that made you me know. think of something else, too. Um, when you said that, you know, I think the best, sometimes the best marketing that, that you can do is writing the next book. Um, oh, yeah. And that's, uh, and, you know, I think that's particularly true, especially when you've got a series going. Um, and, you know, just sort of uh, put, you know, put out quality stuff uh, on a regular basis. And I think that's yeah. that's probably one of the best marketing strategies you can use, really. Absolutely. I think so too. I mean, I don't even spend all that much time with Facebook just as a general rule. I don't spend much time with Facebook other than promoting the show and occasionally saying hi. <laughs> That's what it is. And it's because I want to focus on, I want to focus on my writing. You know, I think I agree with exactly. you completely. It's focus on, on the writing. I focus on the writing, the podcasts, and of course I'll graduate school and I, that sort of thing. And that's, that makes more sense to me than trying to market every which way. 
<laughs> just that just gets crazy. But like I said, this book bub thing, you're absolutely right. It, that seems to be like the magic key. And all the money that we all spend over on Facebook ads and all this other stuff, we could just put it towards the book bub ad. that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know, um, because it can get costly. I mean, very quickly, as you know, and, um, you know, it seems it might be a a wiser course to sort of, you know, use those funds in in a place that, while expensive, you know, has shown good results. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, what's what's, uh, going on with you next? Are you working Um, on book two yet? Yes. um, Book two is, is... Nearly finished, and it will be out in September of uh, 2017. And um, researching book three as we speak. Um, well, not right you now, a, like right this minute, but <laughs> right, not not right this second. <laughs> we have similar sense of humor. I swear, this is so funny. Okay, so what's the title of book two? Do you have a title yet? Yes, it's it's um, the one called John. The one called John. Mhm. John. Okay, I thought you said Job. I wanted to make sure I said it was John. The one called John. John. Okay. All right. Well, you'll have to again come back, especially for the book bub thing, but then of course to talk about your your other books and and things like that, and give everybody your website real quick so they know how to reach you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Corey. It's www.matthewpetersbooks.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me again on Back Porch Writer. Thank you so much, Corey. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So go check out Matthew Peters' stuff. I've got to read this book. I wanted to read it before, and I didn't get to it. So I need to get the book and read the book. Um, And, again, the book is The Brothers Keepers, a Nicholas Branson novel, book one. A couple quick shout-outs to Glory Books, Reader Book News, On My Kindle One, Ed Rowant. Sorry, I'm probably not saying that right. Uh, Shao Song 6513, Miranda Stork, Nicole Hill 17, K. Edwin Fritz, Joshua Ben Briscoe, Spearman author, Reader's Gazette, if I didn't already say that, DeathWizard57, thank you so much for your support over on Twitter and retweeting information about Deadly Sins, Hush, and my children's book, Dante. I really appreciate the support, and I just can't keep up with everything over on Twitter sometimes, and so this is going to be my method for saying thank you to the people who are supporting me so much over on Twitter and even on Facebook, even though I said I'm, I'm not there a lot, but thank you for supporting me over there. I will be getting the Womanly Art of Self-Defense podcast back up and running. I'm looking for people who would like to chat with me about women's self-defense. Um, and those are pre-recorded. They aren't live. So we can schedule and, and have chats and do some editing and, and all that jazz. So if you've got a topic for that show, get in touch with me over at the womanlyartofselfdefense.com. Oh, one more thing. Digital Book World is having their conference January 17th through the 19th in New York City. Haven't been back to New York in a while. That could be a lot of fun. Porter Anderson and Jane Friedman are going to be two of the speakers at that particular conference on January 17th through the 19th. And, you know, I'm going to go check out their hot sheet. I kept looking at it, and then I forgot about it. It fell off my radar. And I've got a tab open right now so I can check it out again. The hot sheet is basically so you can get industry news all in one place, you know, publishing industry news all in one place. And and they've looked at all the different news outlets and just kind of bring it all together for us. And so I'm going to see what that's all about. They have a free trial period, I think a month. 
So I'll check it out and, and see what I think, see if I keep up with it. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll subscribe. So go check the Hot Sheet Pub, I think, is the actual. Hotsheetpub.com, I think, is the actual website address for that. So have a great week. Enjoy your time. Get some writing done. Get some reading done. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. It's crazy. I'm getting through a lot of books that way. I'm absolutely loving that. Have a great one. Until next time, pull up a chair, Sisbell, and write. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Writer. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe via iTunes so people just like you can find the show. If you've got comments, questions, or want to be a guest, visit BackPorchWriter.com for details. I'm your host, Corey Miller. Until next time, pull the chair, Sisbell, and write. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.